Hey, it's Delvin. You might know me as the Dark Web from the Longbox Crusade. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about what you're going to be listening to. This has come out to play. It's a New Warriors podcast based on the 1990s series, The New Warriors. The New Warriors ran 75 issues. And Jared, you might know him as Death Probe, possibly the yard sale artist. Jared and I are covering all 75 of these issues and we're doing it on YouTube channel. Since we have an awesome DJ and Pat Sampson, AKA DJ Cristados, he's gonna take these and he's gonna strip the audio from the YouTube recordings that we do every second Tuesday of the month, by the way, if you wanna listen there. He's gonna take those recordings and he's gonna just give you the audio recording. So if you're a little bit busy, like most people are from time to time, you have an extra opportunity to be able to just listen to the audio. So a little bit of a warning. It's going to be a little bit rough as, you know, some of the things are going to be comments and stuff that happen right in that moment. But you still get to listen to some New Warriors goodness. Have fun. And remember, New Warriors come out to play. Play, a New Warriors podcast, is streamed live in front of an internet audience. You can join in on the live stream and chat every second Tuesday of the month on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for and follow Longbox Crusade. I mean, heck, oh, we're already clinking? We're, we're, I mean, Jared's ready to go. New Warriors. <laughs> Come out to play. Bro, it's Valentine's Day. It just might be you and me. I, we have one watcher right now. Hi. Hey, what's up? What's up, one watcher? Wait, way to kick ass and come on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it, know that notice we don't have two watchers, just Mm-mm. just one. Just one. <laughs> no one's watching as a couple. No one is watching as a couple. Oh, that's uh, that's all right. I'm no, I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm happy to be here too. And for the sake of introduction, we should probably you know do all of the reading and stuff like that. So okay. let me look that. I was going to, last night I did Transformers Chronicles. Like, so this has been a busy week for me. Uh, two, two nights before we covered Amazing Spider-Man Chronicles. Last night, Transformers Chronicles. Tonight, come out to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it is, it's been busy. But on Transformers Chronicles, um, I read most of it without the script because, like, we just recorded episode 40 of the show and it's like good grief i could almost do this show without even using the script i'm just using the script out of formality but i'll look at the script for this one here we go in case you're new to the show welcome wait 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 i forgot there's one part i had we would love for you to hit the like and subscribe button the one person no no four people now holy oh kathy kathy's here for all happy valentine's day kathy I, I know you're alternating between like the Auburn beatdown of Missouri. I peaked the box score and um, and 
the show. So appreciate it. Linkovich, thank you for coming. Linkovich. Thank you all so much for being here. Yep, we'd love for you to hit the like and subscribe button if you are viewing this on YouTube. Uh, in case you're new to the show, welcome. Come out to play with us as we talk about Marvel Comics, the new Warriors. Let me introduce to you my warrior at arms, my compadre, the genuinely mustachioed Nova to my night thrasher. Uh, his name is Jared Albrecht. He goes by the art cell artist, sometimes Death Row. Welcome to the show, Jared. Oh, hey, man. I'm glad to be here. Uh, we are... Celebrating uh, two years. I don't know why I put air quotes. I was like two years because we're on issue 24, but we do one a month. So it's quite literally probably two years of New Warriors content. And I am uh, happy to be. And I know I'm supposed to ask you a question. So my question this week, Delvin, is what is your definition of an anniversary? Hmm. Anniversary. Well, how, I mean, how often does an anniversary occur? Let's put it that way. Once a year? Once a year. That'll be important next issue. <laughs> okay. I feel like I, I was I was set up somewhat, but you know, um what is, what is it? Right. What does it say? I can't see that. That's the cover of 25. I don't know if I want to spoil it. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't don't spoil it. It's just I'm very happy that we're at we're at 25. So now after all these years. Uh, New Warriors 25 will make sense to you, and you will, you could not possibly have more of a fuller context. That's right. Than you do right now. Yep. Um, and and we have it. Both of us are in agreement that an anniversary happens once a year. An anniversary does happen once a year. Yes. But yeah, what does it say? 25th anniversary issue. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, tw- 25th anniversary issue to me would mean that. Yeah, the book has been around 25 years. 25 times 12, which is, uh, you know what? This is an action film face-off. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> now I want to do it. That's three. That's 300. 300, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, yeah, 10 of them would be 250 plus an additional 50. Yep, that'd be three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Matt, what's that guy's name? Math- Damn it. Mathematic. Mathematic. I can never get it right. Mathematic. Hey, here I'm coming out to play. We do the math for you. So. <laughs> Surprisingly <laughs> quickly. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We, we, we're we off to a good start. All right, so um, I ruined the question for next week, but whatever. Well, I'll have a better question next week. We'll have some fun. I mean, you could have a, you can come up with an alternate question. We got, we have a little time. We have all, all right, I do have time question. in the world. <laughs> Go for it. I do have a backup question. Since this is issue 24 and the second anniversary. Mm-hmm. of new warriors i figured i'd ask you you know if you can think back to your collecting of comics you know we've both been doing it a long time what is not including new warriors that could be an easy answer here um what is a run that you were really fond of in its first two years like the first two years you were like man solid book oh my goodness yeah i know it's now tough. that is a, <laughs> it's a that is a far tougher question like, because I thought you were going to go, like, maybe, like, you know, a storyline or story art, but, like, you, I would have had to pick up a book from its inception. Yeah, like, 1 through 24, it's just, you're like, yeah, it's a solid run. Ooh. Hmm. Oh, I can think of a couple. That's tough. Give, give me, you, you go. I'm, okay, right I'll now, buy you. I'm, I'm buy totally some time. blank. I immediately think of Justice League International. The first 24 issues mm. that are just incredible from, like, 1987? Six? I think it started in six. 
six or seven. Yeah. Anyway, those first 24, incredible. The whole series is pretty good. Very strong first 24. And then, of course, um, Ultimate Spidey. It was, it I was super solid from beginning to end. Really, well, till at least I stopped reading it, which was like a thousand issues later. I don't know how long it ran. I kind of fell out of comics, as you know, around 2006 after Jordan was born. And I've kind of, you know, uh, double dutched in and out uh, since then. But uh, yeah. Yeah. First 24, yeah. we're definitely banging. Ultimate Spidey was definitely a great one because like Bendis and Bagley just had something. Those uh, men were on fire when it came to the reinvention of Spider-Man. Uh, and like, I know that it's often teased and I'm, I'm honestly not even trying to pick at the carcass on this, but uh, when Spider-Man Chapter 1 came out like, I don't know, a year or maybe two years before Ultimate Spidey, it wasn't super well received because it was kind of like, I don't know, a lazy retelling. I'll just say that. And so when they kind of let it run its 13 issues and then a little bit later, they started with Ultimate Spider-Man. I didn't quite know what to expect, but then they're like, yep, brand new universe. And so they started uh, with the storyline and it was just yeah. eye opening. Just oh, it was fresh. It was Fresh, modern, the art was good, and the storylines were not just, you know, paper cutter, um, like, you know, copying from Amazing Spider-Man lore in the past. It just went in whatever direction that uh, Bagley and Bendis wanted to take it in. So, yeah, that was absolutely refreshing. Yeah, you know, this isn't... um... Uh, Spider-Man Chapter One, the podcast, by any means, but yeah, that was a John Byrne vehicle, and so you know the art was good, but you know I just think I just think it was the wrong project at the wrong time because you know he was getting older, and it was like, hey, I want to tell the Spider-Man origin for the hip kids generation. It's like you're you're too far removed. I, I mean, it's a nice way of saying he's too old, but I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm 46, and if they're like, hey, man, we want to we want you to interject some fresh new ideas and from modern times in the Teen Titans, I'd be like. <laughs> I can write it like it's the eighties. That's about it. <laughs> but you, you might have, and I, and I can't speak because I don't know if Byrne talked about it that much, but it, the point of the problems was when like they asked Bendis, they're like, your stuff is so fresh, dude. And, and, and your dialogue is just spot on. It's like, how do you do this? Like I go sit at the mall and listen to teenage, which is so something you Bendis, could, that was somewhere you could go back in the late nineties, mm-hmm. early out there was malls. Yeah. And you could sit and listen to teenagers without parents getting worried. Right. <laughs> Security getting involved. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and so and so who who knows what Byrne did? I, like maybe Byrne just listened to the ideas in his head or not. Who knows? I think he probably uh, did. I, I think he probably said, you know, let's make this cool and hip and with it. And because if you read it, it reads like how an old person would think cool and hip is. Like, I'm gonna give Uncle Ben a ponytail. Like <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, odd. Yeah. You know, Ooh, like I, I got another. I got another one. Hmm. Like we can jump off a chat. Uh, Young Avengers. Oh yeah, that was good. Young- I did like that book. I did like that book. I've always thought that Isaiah Bradley was an underused character. Um, they brought him back, um, so and I'm trying to remember where they used him. Was it the new? He was. Um, I think he was Captain America's sidekick for a certain time. Ugh. Oh, I just I remember him from, really from Red, White, and, Truth, Red, White, and Black, and it was like it was a neat concept, and they really opened the door for like, hey, we could tell all these World War II based stories with this other cap who's running black, no pun intended, black ops missions, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'd read that, you know, 
the you know it, it very much reminded me of when the Green Lantern Corps did the um did they call them the Black Lanterns? Uh, but Guy Gardner Maybe. was put in charge of like their Black Ops squadron of like hey you're yeah, off the books and uh, you know for the crap we yeah, can't admit probably, to you know? probably not black yeah, yeah. probably not Black Lanterns because there was a difference because there are Black Lanterns I can't remember what they were called but I liked it I remember I liked it a lot I was like oh that's cool that's I like Black Ops concepts you know James yeah, Bond black, James Bond. Black- <laughs> Black Lanterns all went around with Afro picks and, you know, yes. just out of, I can say that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hang on, let me pretend I don't get it. Oh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> we have a few comments while we're sitting there talking. Uh, Courtney Holland uh, wishes everyone a happy crap day. <laughs> all right, Courtney. Happy crap day, Courtney. Uh, and then she asks, happy Valentine's Day. Aren't we supposed to be on dates? Only like- loved ones go on dates. <laughs> We are on a date. We're on a date right now. That's that's what's going on with each other. Long distance. Scott O'Neill comes in, says hello. Auburn Elvis chimes in about Auburn is killing Missouri at the half. We need that. We We need that W. We need that W, but we will not be uh, jinxing that any further. I'll just continue on with the script. Uh, Good idea. 12 minutes in, we haven't started talking about New Warriors. (laughs) <laughs> so let's let's do that. Come out to play as a chronicling of the 1990 series, The New Warriors. The first volume of The New Warriors ran 75 issues. Jared and I will cover all of this first volume. As I rediscover my love for the series, help Jared find his, and share our love and joy with the listening audience. So grab your skateboards and bucket helmets. It is time to play. And we are covering today, New Warriors issue 24. Cover credits go to Mark Bagley and Larry Malstead. Jared's going to bring the cover up. He's a Busy, busy man, bringing it up. I'm going to, oh, don't even have to scoot over. The cover is right there. It's just the two of us, and we will make it if we try. And you know what? You usually describe the cover, or do you want to do a cover description, or we you just want to go into talking about it? I'll we just talk about best. it, right? I'll, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever you want. <laughs> uh, I think it's important to point out that it is uh, Bagley and Malstead because they only did the cover, right? And we had a different artist on the interior. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll do kind of a quick discover description of it just because there's a couple things I think are interesting about it. It's on a black background, which I always love. I, I understand that, um, you know, white, gra- white backgrounds are preferred. They're lower cost to produce. Uh, if you use entire black ink to black out a cover, it's a little more expensive. But it pays off because it's a really – because the, the – the new warriors are very, very colorful and you got night thrasher also dressed in black. Um, basically all the new warriors are laid out to include newer members like uh, dark Hawk and yes, rage. Dark. Um, so it, the colors really work. The new warriors banners in green and yellow, which I don't, I would have probably gone black and yellow just to really keep that black theme going. And they shortened the corner box. There's another thing I wanted to talk about. They shortened the corner box. I think just so they could get that perfect square on there, mm-hmm. which I think is a which not a bad idea. I just odd choices of heads. They went with Firestar and Nova. Personally, I would have probably gone Rage and Dark Hawk since they're sort of like the new people. But gotcha. uh, one other thing I want to add is that they did, as I mentioned, they did it a square and it's got a black background and a, a neat sort of 2.5 D effect that they did is they have silhouette and speedball spilling out of the square into the black space, mm. which gives it a whole new dimension. So. Uh, aside from a big blurb that says betrayed by night thrasher. So that's kind of a halfway. I described it halfway things to talk about and I'll hand it to you, man. I really like this cover. Uh, I 
didn't remember what New Warriors 24 cover was when I picked it up and I looked at it. And I was like, man, t- this is another one of those to me where it just looked like Bagley and Malstead were just showing out on like and just having fun with the characters. And like you just have that improbable scenario of Night Thrasher just looking deadly. Like, man, Bagley can hit that Thrasher pose of where he's just sitting there looking all you know, strong and menacing with his knife out. And then you got Nova, like, just look like, how in the heck did Night Thrasher get Nova in this position? And all of these powerful new warriors, of which, physically speaking, he is the weakest. Uh, Maybe Silhouette is a little bit weaker, uh, even though she has her shadow powers. Uh, But, like, all of them are laid out, and he's just sitting there looking just mean and triumphant. So I was like, I like this cover. It, it really just stands out to me. Uh, and it was a, I wish I knew who made the, who do, do you know who makes the creative decisions to say, you know, they didn't do the long corner box with the six heads like they could have or eight heads, but they, I, they only I went for I think it's two. usually the editor um, in comics, you know, things ebb and flow, but I, I think what if I had to guess, and it's purely speculation on my part is it's probably, um, Bagley taking it to the editor and saying, this is the design I want to do. And Malstead going, yeah. And then the editor <laughs> going, okay, I see what you're doing. We can move this here, this there. Now, a big house, like I'm talking from an independent, because usually my artists yeah. would come to me as the writer, but I'm also the editor. Um, but anyway, in a big house like Marvel, they might actually have like a cover dress staff who, you know, Bagley turns in the art and then somebody there goes, you know, we could square this up and black, the, you know, that might've happened. Yeah. Whoever did it made a good choice. So it's, it's very, very striking. I, although Albert Elvis said something in the chat, which kind of made me realize something I didn't realize the first time. Okay. He said, he's joking clearly, but he says his night thrasher, 18 feet tall, I think. And now that he points it out, it is a bit out of perspective. Maybe just show him big and more powerful, but Nova's too small. He's in the foreground. He should actually be slightly bigger than Night Thrasher from a camera's point of view. But it might have been an artistic decision just to show him triumphant. You know, I'm a li- he's a little bigger than he should be for that reason. So I'll cut him that slack. Yeah, if, if I'm nitpicking one of Rage's hands, it looks like, you know, like he is like maybe like doing a live long and prosper thing, you know. Yeah, he needs with that left hand. He's praying to every god to include Vulcan ones at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, but for me, I don't know. Overall, it just really, really struck me, and it definitely. I I knew this was a guest penciler book, but man, that that cover, like this, and this was at a time where Marvel wasn't doing that. Like they moved, they did this in the two thousands, where like they would entice you with the cover and then you open a book and it's like, and the artist is Joe Slippy and the anchor is Jack Slappy. And it's like, ah! Hey, back off of Jack <laughs> Slappy, man. Jack put his heart into that book. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but he's not Alex Ross, right? So uh, we got a few comments. Uh, Auburn Elvis um, was just saying, uh, the scale is weird based on the width of his helmet compared to Nova Thresh is too large. And he's already dropped the rating of giving it a six. Uh, Scott went on a whole dialogue between the editor and Bagley uh, <laughs> of the editor saying, okay, Mark, we want seven characters on this cover. Bags, okay. Editor, but we're only giving you 50% of the usual cover space. Bags, I'm not doing the interiors, you beeps. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, Courtney uh, says the red on the cover hurt, hurts her eyes, but uh, still gave it a solid eight. 
uh, as well. Man, I'm just telling you, I I dig it, but it's time to rate it. Uh, here on Come Out to Play, we do things one to ten scale styles uh, to show what we think about the book. One being the lowest, ten being the highest. It strikes me. I, it's one of those that strikes me. I love it. I'm giving it a ten, uh, and maybe I was just in a great mood when I when I looked at it. But I, you know what? I won't make any apologies for things that I love. Um, so yes, I I, I see the Kathy uh, joke there. Uh, Bringing it back which, for the live stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and, and she gets credit for that. But Jared, uh, what would you rate the cover? I would rate it a. A nine, and I I get why you do it at ten. I think your ten is it can be for whatever reason you want, but I just think it's really good color use. Like it's bright mm-hmm. and it's dark, and it's it just really pops. And yeah, Night Thrasher's a little big, but I will go with the creative license to say he's having a big moment. He's drawn slightly bigger because he's champion. I, I'll cut him that slack. I get where Auburn Elves is coming from though. Like technically, it's a little weird, but. You know, I have to ask myself if this was a cover of like a Titans or a Teen Titans, and basically that's Dick Grayson. Because I mean, Dick Grayson is really the analog here, just dominating Superboy and and mm-hmm. Beast Boy and Cyborg. Yeah, you'd be like, what? So it's only fair, right? Solid nine. This is a, one of the one of his really good covers, good poses, and definitely want to mention once again the colorist really, really sinked his teeth into this or her teeth. I'm not sure who colored it, but it looks great. Yeah, and that's one thing I'm actually surprised they don't do on covers. Usually, even on Mike's Amazing World, of which we get all our stuff from, uh, we'll get uh, artist credit on the cover. So Bagley and Malstead have done literally every cover for the New Warriors so far, which is sadly going to be coming to an end, but we'll get to that. Um, but the colors is never usually mentioned, and I would think they'd at least add the colors. Like letterer, eh, I'm not worried about the letterer. <gasps> I'm not on the cover. Not on the cover, <laughs> but uh, but I would think that you would start get giving color credits, especially now that we're in an era where we want to make sure that everybody's getting their proper's. Um, I'm surprised that the colors hadn't gotten more love. When it yeah, comes I'll to cover I'll be honest with you too that like just as an indie guy, like I definitely credited my colorist for the cover on the inside of the book as well but my colorist also did most of the layouts with the lettering and stuff my letterer did the lettering interiors but like so it's like one of those things where things blend depending on on who it is got a nice uh, new cover coming out for hamilton versus burr a werewolf tale for its second printing nice oh hey <laughs> look look you there uh, oh, what, look what, that. A, what a surprise what oh let me know if you have questions in the chat. All right, let's get back to the so, yeah, so while, while uh, Jared is profiling, uh, read a few <laughs> more comments. Kathy gave it a seven, says she really likes it, but feels like it's a bit busy. Not knowing the comic um, is a bit confusing to know what's going on. Scott says, I'm at a nine. I like it, but I could think of several bags, Malstead covers off the top of my head. So it's a nine, but only because of the amazing standard that they set. Um, and... Yeah, I think that's where we have uh, all we have for the comments. Did I miss any? Nope. Good to go. And so, Jared, if you're ready, you've got script up. Go for it with the credits for the issue. All right. Creative team is as follows. Uh, Of course, this is New Warriors number 24. It's on sale date was April 28th, 1992. Its cover date was June of 1992. Its cover price was $1.25. Story is Fabian Nietzsche's. The pencils are Chris 
Marinin, which I haven't had to say. Had to. That's a strong word. Haven't got to say. Chris did a good job. Peek, peek ahead on my thoughts on that. Chris Marinin, which is also a delicious sauce to put on pasta. Uh, marinara, Jared. That's mar That's the, the 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 sea where Italy and and Spain kind of. You know, I don't know geography. Mediterranean was what I was going. Marinara. Oh, Mediterranean. Okay. Yeah, it was a stretch. It was. <laughs> I read it all. All right. Uh, the inks go to Andrew Papoy. And I think I've read that name before. I want to say that cat ink some of those G.I. Joe issues we're covering on G.I. Joe Chronicles. I need someone in the chat mm. to verify that for me, but I feel like I've read his name on G.I. Joe Chronicles before. Um, colors is Joe Rosas. He probably co colored the cover as well, but you know, who knows? Um, letters are Joe Rosen, and the editor is Danny Fingeroth. We want to thank Mike's Amazing World. And it's over to Delvin for the synopsis. Let's go. The title of this book is called The Cheating Corner, which sounds like an alternate version of uh, the Eagles song, possibly. But anyway, the nothing but the true storyline has reached its penultimate chapter. What happens? Night Thrasher finally pulls his head out of his helmeted rump and sides with the new warriors against the folding circle and Ty. But is it too late to prevent Ty from literally taking over the world? Oh, yeah. Forgot about Marvel Boy. He might want to hire a new attorney because Foggy Nelson is getting his lunch eaten in front of everybody. And you know that man be eaten because he's a well-fed looking mofo. Not body shaming, just being accurate in my description. So discussion time. Jared, start us off with something from the book. Matlock, more like Matt Unlocked. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, are you day one? Bobby's like, dude, I, I did I did mock trial in high school and I could have done a better job than Foggy did. And I know we're gonna talk about it. So, so let's go. He's 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 like he's banking on the prosecutor being not good. Because I mean he's doing good, but he hasn't realized that she's great. So he needs to start playing some defense. Is what he needs to start doing. Hence the name he needs a, defense attorney. <laughs> he, he needs to start doing something. You, at this point of the new warriors in there, like night Thrash be like, man, he guilty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the beginning of Superman with the floating heads of the generals on guilty, guilty <laughs> pans over and it's named Marita guilty. What the hell? Man? <laughs> Sorry. I just, man. The evidence. Hell, I'm starting to, they're winning me over. They're winning me over. So, uh, hey, anyways, I probably should bring up some. I didn't bring up as many pages because even though it feels like a lot happened in this issue, not a lot happened because there's a lot of just like fight and there's a lot of Claremontian backstory about the dragon's breadth. Yeah. Breadth with a D, which is still weird to me. Anyway, let me just bring up a page and we'll talk. Let's start with the splash page. We get a two-page spot. They tend to do that. I know it's in this book. It's kind of their thing. Usually right after the first page is a double-page mm -hmm. spread. And uh, there you have it. By the way, my nickname in college, double-page spread. Mm, nice, nice. So you get a really cool uh, double-page spread of New Warriors fighting um, the folding folding circle, right? Yes. Okay. Still sound, you know what it sounds like. Anyway, <laughs> double page spread of that. So you get uh, this new guy, uh, Marinin and Papoy, really full on. This is a full on. I'm going to draw all the good guys. I'm going to draw all the bad guys. You're going to be fighting. And you know what? Really good. 
Um, so this is really more about the art team than the story, because, I mean, we all knew this was going to happen. Um, uh, one thing I did pick up from the story that I somehow I think I missed earlier, there's a lot going on, especially in this latest story arc, is that the mm-hmm. the the bad guy, the, the lady who's on the folding circle who has the flame powers, his name I've forgotten because I'm terrible at this. You'd think I was... Silk pod- Fever. Silk Fever. <laughs> Which I sounds like a read it. That's a, that's very popular seventies band, <laughs> <laughs> like R and B ish, like Earth, Wind, and Fire, like Silk Silk Fever opened for Earth, Wind, and Fire. Anyway, I didn't realize that she was part of the eco terrorist group from earlier. Somebody mentioned that in this issue, and I thought, oh, okay, yeah, that, that rang a bell. I don't think she was going by Silk Fire back then, though. I think she was going by no, she was going by Firewall. There you go. Okay, so I thought it was a neat connection. Anyway, that's a very small detail for a very big page. So your thoughts on this very big page? Uh, my nickname in college was Splash Page, by the way. Oh, okay. so, yeah, <laughs> that's we, cool. we we made a very good duo. Um, but overall, I and mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Chris Marinan. So let's do let's do it now. Man, God, this was unfair for him. I, I in two ways. One, he's having to cover down for Mark Bagley. That's not fair. It's not. It just simply isn't. And so in light of that, and I'm glad you mentioned that, like, I know you are generally positive when it comes, well, just in general, but when it comes to artwork and stuff like that. So, like, you look at this page, like, I mean, you like looking at Rage coming in and like in the splash page. And so what I res- give Mark Bagley, not Mark Bagley, excuse me, um, Nizia's respect for is like, I mean, this was the penultimate storyline. I understand why Bagley had to take a break because next issue, no spoilers really, is going to be a, a double length. So Bagley draws the whole book and uh, Malstead inks the whole book. So they needed a break so they can kind of get a extra month to do that. So, you know, no, like I can't blame them for having to take this book off, but it is the next to last chapter. And I wish like all heck that they could have done this. And so that's, it's just unfair to Chris. Like, but that said, him, Chris, and Andrew did a very good job on this, and and I, I and so while I admit that I looked at the book and I was kind of like, man, I wish this was Bagley, but that's not fair. That's not fair to Chris, who came in and had an impossible task to do of filling his shoes in the in the next to last storyline of the most important New Warriors story that they have produced thus far. Uh, so coming in and doing that, he's he's done very good work, uh, really good work. Him and Andrew both. So I, so thumbs up to them for that. Yeah, and I think they probably asked him to, you know, probably ape Bagley as, uh, if he could. You know, I'm certainly injected some of his own style, but I, I thought it was good enough to where a casual reader who doesn't pay attention to credits might not have noticed. Because I'll point out some other pages later that I'm like, that looks bagly to me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think hats off. Like you said, he said he's not in a great position, but uh, he he didn't turn in crap either. It's it's good. It's good and it's solid. So I, I applaud him for stepping up, uh, taking the reins and and not just I mean, when you're the fill in guy, too. And they're like, dude, can you fill in for me in this issue? You'd be like, yeah, I guess, you know, but he, <laughs> you can tell he took it as a moment to say, hey, and I think that's, you know, behind the scenes in the comic industry that, yeah, certainly he's asked to step in at issue 24. He realizes I'm auditioning for when these guys leave. Sure. Every guy who gets a guest slot knows this is an audition. Hey, and he took it seriously the, and he the, did it well. 
the exact same thing happened with Mark Bagley. He um, spelled Eric Larson yep. on Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. Yep. And then sure enough, who was the next penciler of Amazing Spider-Man for the next five years or so? Mark freaking Bagley. Yep. Go figure. Now, spoiler, Chris Marinan did not get the gig. Oh, I was kind of hoping he would. <laughs> uh, they talked about it in the letters page, but we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. I, interesting. Okay, interesting. We will get to that. We had a few comments uh, before we go to the next page. Courtney wondered, Jared, what is the sus thing on Jared's face? Uh, it's a mustache. Uh, uh, it's grown naturally. Completely I mean, it's, it's, naturally, yeah. Yeah, as far as I know, he's, he's always had that. Very much from my Italian heritage. Yes, that Albrecht Italian Albrecht. heritage. Uh, and she said, you're the new Alfred, and she likes it. So, absolutely. Right. absolutely. Does, does that make me Batman? Okay, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and let's see. And, and Scott, with a, a joke, mentioned uh, silk fever, not to be confused with her sister, cotton congestion, or brother polyester blend pneumonia. Scott is on one tonight. Yeah, he's alliterative uh, with the diseases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next page, sir. You're on mute, my friend. Uh, I forgot I was supposed to be doing stuff. I was, t- I was totally the weasel skull here. Just having a good time. Michelangelo-ing <laughs> it up. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, this is a not a lot of artists can draw a complete train wreck um, as well <laughs> as these guys. But uh, here we are. Yeah. We talked about this earlier. I mean, I just want to capture that. I just want to remind everybody there's courtroom stuff going on. You know, Foggy called the thing, which is a pretty strong character uh, witness. I didn't include the next page, which where basically the uh, the prosecutor like gets in her anti aircraft gun. It's just like <laughs> and shoots it all down again. I mean, really, just to, for listeners or or viewers who haven't read it. I mean, really, what keeps happening is Foggy keeps bringing these people up to sort of be character witnesses. He's a good guy. I mean, everybody says he's a good guy. He's a great guy, and it always always boils down to well, the the you know, does he know better than to overuse his powers? And everybody has to admit, yeah, he does. He can control his powers. Though. He doesn't need to kill anybody. He's proven it over and over again. And now he's killed somebody. So it's a tough spot. Over to you, Dublin. It is a very tough spot. And you're not going to find a character witness more true of heart than the ever-loving blue-eyed thing. Aunt Petunia's favorite nephew mm-hmm. you know like you're just not and he and so thing came and you know not only was he a character witness and like no he, he like i think he's like he's a sweetheart wouldn't hurt a fly and mentioned is like yeah his dad was beating on him and like they i was he went back home and, and presumably the thing was you know was going to be resolved and it didn't uh so yeah i, I do understand what foggy's doing here um, this wasn't the witness that I, w- <laughs> this wasn't the one and I'll give him credit. He like, cause Vance even asked, I don't know. You didn't include this page. I'm assuming, but Vance asked like, Hey man, Captain America, he can speak for me. People mm-hmm. like cap, right? And it's like, yeah, I might not want to use cap because like your friends just hijacked a Quinjet. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, it's up that. <laughs> and Kappa has this nagging thing where he tells the truth no matter what. I think he would have said the, said the same thing as the thing. I think so. Yeah, I think, think so. Kappa would have probably pulled his glasses, his reading glasses down, and said that boy needs some responsibility. 
<laughs> get off the stand. <laughs> yelling at a living legend. Get off the stand. <laughs> You're a hack. You're a loser. This man's a liar. Like it's, it's your America. witness. And it's Captain America. <laughs> Objection. Oh, see, we're, hold that thought. Objection. He should have been saying that a little bit later. Yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my freaking God. Next page, sir. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Yeah, we only have two more. Um, I went back to this page for two reasons. I want to remind our listening audience and our viewing audience that there's this whole thing going on with Ty and the dragon's breadth and she's revealing more about the soldiers from Vietnam that she needed people from the west to fulfill the prophecy to uh, breed with her daughters which is weird when you say it like that and so she's going into all that again to kind of keep the readers up to speed uh, honestly to me this is a, I'm more interested in the courtroom drama that the whole dragon's breath thing feels like Fabian might have overthought himself because it, it's it's like when I watched that movie Inception, about 75% of the way through, I just stopped caring as to what level of dream they're on. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. just, just fight, just fight. You know, that's kind of where I'm at with this. Um, so for one reason is, okay, remind everybody that's going on. And the other reason is that top left drawing of Ty, I, I, that was one of the ones where I was like, yeah, he's aping Bagley. That's very Bagley to me. And it looks great. And again, kudos to the colorist for doing the lighting on her face, mm-hmm. cheekbones, nose, eyebrow. It's great. So uh, just a really cool drawing, very Bagley influenced. Kudos to the colors and a reminder of where we are in the Dragon's Breath story. Over to you, Del. Now, what I'm grateful for is that they have, they took time, this issue, to flesh out what has been going on with the Dragon's Breath storyline. And, and and if anything, this being, who knows how many times I've read this, what it's left me thinking was like, just like you mentioned about Isaiah Bradley's Captain America, and there's any number of storylines that they could come up with literally today that probably would have an audience, not not only for a minority lead character, but also like for the the war stories, if done right, are always going to be good sellers. I was wondering for this, is like, I think what Fabian was doing was establishing a lore and a legacy to where, I mean, he even brought the lore of the Marvel Universe is like, look, this Earth, for whatever reason, is a groundswell for all of these crazy things that happen. And we happen to find one of these sources and we capped it and like built a temple around it and we built our children around it so that they could gain an affinity for everything that's going on. And it's kind of like this story could have more legs to it. If one were inclined, if Fabian were ever inclined, if they ever wanted to bring about another New Warriors, you've got a basis of a storyline again where Ty uh, rears her head again. I can't reveal what's going to happen to Ty of anything in in the next issue. Wouldn't want to spoil that. But I think that there's legs in what could be a multifaceted storyline. Uh, and that's what I think Fabian was trying to establish here. Could be wrong. I'm not Fabian. I I, I don't know the man. Uh, but that's what's making. Uh, that's what I thought of. You know, yeah, when, what you're talking about that. really is world building, and a lot of readers mm-hmm. like world building. It's very Tolkien esque, if you will. So I, I 
I see why he's doing it. I guess it's just never really been for me. You know me. I like street level heroes. I don't like cosmic stuff. The more fantastical it gets, it, it kind of loses me. And I'm not lost on this by any means. It's not the Omicron crystal or whatever that thing was called uh, by any means yet. But I'm just like, okay, all right. I, I kind of get it. I guess part of the problem is like a lot of the things that he expanded upon are just things I had already assumed. You know, I was like, I kind of assumed yeah. there was the temple was built there because it was a center of power and like, oh, it was center of power. <laughs> you know? So I guess, um, yeah. I mean, I get that he's filling in the blanks and uh, jumping back to your original statement. Uh, if anybody at Marvel wants to allow me to uh, write a uh, <laughs> Isaiah Bradley, Captain America. Hell, I'll do a miniseries. I'll prove to you I can draw. I can write military characters from World War Two. So Scott says, I love Wait, the angle. I'm done talking about panel. this picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes, you are. Back to, the, back to the podcast. Scott says, I love the angles on these panels. Ty is much shorter than all of these characters, but all the panels, even the four on the bottom, situate her as either above the, or, excuse me, as either above the other characters or looking up. And you have to think that's part of a Ty's character, too, because my guess would be Ty is a tiny little thing, probably like, you know, somewhere in like the mid four feet tall range, like no more than five feet tall. She's probably a tiny little thing, but clearly powerful. And so she's like, oh, no, you are going to look up to me. I don't care if I have to spend some of my power just floating around. You will look at me. I want to at least mention as well. Uh, the fight that happened before then. I like that fight. I thought that was that was some really good action scenes. And I was kind of hoping that you would bring that page where, well, a few things happened and it's worth at least just mentioning. I love that Namorita decided that like, like yeah, we kind of parted on bad terms, just word wise thrash, but I don't want to fight you, dude. And like, and as soon as even Night Thrasher saw the fight developing and saw how, the folding circle were acting the way that they were and the new wars acting the way they were. It's like, no, I made my mind up. I should not have turned my back on you guys. And he did this freaking mid air flip and kicked the crap out of left hand. Like, Oh, that was a panel. I love, I love the artwork on that one. Like that was, that was so good to me. Was there anything from the battle that you liked or uh, I or did it. I agree with you. I, I like the name Marita leadership moment. It reminded me of Zoolander. It's like, why you've been acting so messed up towards me? Why you've been acting messed up towards me? Like, you know, we should be friends. I, you know, I did like, uh, you know, they showcased a little bit of the newer guys with rage and dark Hawk. And um, yeah, no, you're right. It was cool. And it was cool to see like silhouette, you know, get that offensive weaponry with the, with the shock uh, sticks that she uses to walk on. I guess they're canes or braces mm-hmm. or, um, yeah, braces. Finger braces. Yeah. Um, so that was just neat. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of cool stuff going on, but I was kind of ba- basically breaking this up to remind everybody, okay, there's courtroom stuff, there's fight stuff, and then there's mystical tie stuff. And so, yeah, by all means, we could talk about the fight, which was which was fun and cool, and uh, Nova acquitted himself. Well, like, they all did pretty well. They're, they're really gelling. Yeah, they all did. I, and, I, and of course, I like that because they've come together very well, especially from issue one. I like Rage. Uh, Rage had his moment against uh, Bloodstrike, um, acquitted himself well in, in that back and forth. Speedball had his moment. And man, it definitely goes to show that there was a difference between a team who at this point, you could almost say that uh, they're not family. They're close. They're, they're at least second cousins. <laughs> and uh, and then you have the folding circle who they've been kind of strung along this whole time. 
I mean, separately enough, they had power, but like they didn't have a reason to really be together other than what left hand Diego Casillas was saying. And then all that's unraveled. So they fought, but they didn't have a reason or purpose to fight. And I think there's a reason that they kind of collapsed pretty quickly. And like, because they lost to a better, more cohesive team. Yep. Definitely agree. All right. I'll bring up our last page. Uh, we haven't got a chance to talk about, uh, and I don't think he's on the last page. We haven't got a chance to do any new Midnight's Fire jokes. I've written two, so I don't know if I should save them for our next episode <laughs> or not. <laughs> I, I, we have not done one Midnight's Fire joke, and if you have two, then yeah, I've got we two. have fulfilled the quota. Okay, I'll, I'll save them. That's all right, I'll save them. You never okay. know we might need okay. more Midnight's Fire jokes. Uh, okay, so this is actually last page, second to, second to last page, I think, of the book. In fact, the book ends somewhat abruptly. Yeah, this is the second to last page, and it's back to the courthouse scene. And basically, man, like his uh, his mom. I mean, he got done in by Firestar. He got done in by the thing, and his own mother gets pulled up, and it's it's really emotional, and everybody's crying. And um, yeah, like I said, by this point, I'm like, I'm truly questioning. I'm like, you know, I think I honestly think at this point, if I was on that jury, I'd be like, yeah, I think there was a part of this boy that wanted to kill that man you know uh, it, it, i i you know i i can subscribe to the fact that some folks need killing because he was not a good man <laughs> but that ain't exactly illegal <laughs> you know right so wow we are in a spot and the funny thing is we're gonna read spoiler alert 25 next ep- episode and we read this on a crusadeness like first or second year of crusadeness i think mm-hmm. and i don't rightly remember the details so i'm excited to revisit it even though it seems like it's too long but uh, yeah. uh, you, you know, like, I, look, in for the penny, in for the pound, you son of a. <laughs> you know, it's good because it's got a die cut cover. It's the nineties. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> die cut was all the rage, but that was a good cover. But we're not there yet. No, we're, we're not, not there, there yet. yet. We'll you see. And I want to. There's one comment uh, I wanted to mention, and Linkovich was like, "That's it. Send Fabian the link." And I'm assuming he meant the link to this podcast. Um, well, I'm a part of uh, the New Warriors page on Facebook uh, that uh, Scott's a part of. Corey Blake runs it. And like Fabian Nicieza is on that page. Uh, and like, so he actually sees the link to this. I have no idea if he's ever even bothered to come and look or listen, but I would never want to throw that in a creator's face because, like, while we're saying words and comments and you know, thankfully, the Long Box Crusade, we are about, you know, keeping things on a relatively positive light. It's still possible that we could say something that may anger or upset them. It's like, oh, no, you just don't get this or understand it at all. And then everybody's awkward. That said, if he ever wanted to uh, drop in and listen or like or, or come on, like, of course, like the man created comic books that uh, I'm very grateful for. Uh, so, yeah, we'll. Wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely but. want to point out, like you said, for for the network. You know, like I said, this whole you know world building of the Dragon's Breath. It's it, when I complain about it, I think I've been clear, but I want to be extra clear. I'm just saying it's not my thing. You know, I, I find the courtroom stuff more engrossing. I fully realize it. Other people might be like, "Oh man, this whole Dragon's Breath world building thing is Pat. Pat loves world building. So just keep in mind. I'm just saying it's not my thing. I don't think it's bad. Just know that." Certain things are pull me more. So I just want to be clear yeah, on some that. Things, some things are your bag. Some things are not. And talking about this courtroom thing, this this one right here, Jared, this, this page was where I'm like, Foggy, dude, object. 
do something to disrupt this woman because she is on an absolute roll right now. The the prosecuting attorney, like she established the fact that it's like, had she, you know, husband ever attacked Vance before? Yeah, he stopped it, didn't kill him. Like, well, do you think he could have stopped him this time without killing him? Yeah. Like, dude, say something. <laughs> like, I mean, get up and fart loudly in the courtroom. Do something, man. Like, you are dying right now. <laughs> your freaking, your your client is going to go to federal pound me in the <laughs> prison. <laughs> like, because you aren't stuck. Do something, man. Because, man. At, or at this point, because and, you know, we have 25 left. And again, mock trial dude here. I, I don't have no lawyer experience. Crime of passion, dude. Yes, you've established, like, through credible witnesses that this dude would not hurt a fly. And yet, he injured this man so grievously that he died. So, like, why would he do that? Crime of passion. It was right there. And I have not once heard Foggy Nelson argue that, and I'm kind of surprised at yeah, uh, temporary insanity, plea bargain to manslaughter, something, <laughs> something. <laughs> Rather than watch your client get fricasseed, <laughs> I want I to see the, the Foggy Nelson thought bubble, and he's just like, you know, should I get a pastrami today, or like, <laughs> maybe a smoked turkey? What What is Matt doing right now? I think he's getting in trouble. Electra smelled good that time I, I met he's her. Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, that's uh, it. Scott, oh, yep, that's it. Scott has a comment. Uh Scott says Fabian is very much a fan of the series. Uh, I'm assuming he's talking about New Warriors' his own series. Uh he, Derek Robertson, and a couple other of the um volume one creators often wax nostalgic about the title on Twitter. Um and then there's some uh, talk going on about um uh, Kirk's cat. That we don't have to get into. <laughs> as you do, as you do. And what is it talking about, do. Kirk's cat? If you would be so kind as a, as maybe give us a thumbs up or a like on however you're watching this, really appreciate that. Uh, yep. It's it's uh, it's not about the money. We just uh, we want to bump up in the algorithm so we can get uh, more people chatting in the chat. Not better people, just more. <laughs> yeah, definitely not better. We 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 have we've got a great people. solid chat. I we brag about. Great I'm chat. not pandering to you guys either. I brag about our our chat community is great. Like we've never once had to to say to somebody, "Hey, calm down, don't do that." You know, never once. You got a bunch and of we never people. once and we never once had to be like, "Uh, is anyone there?" <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, only hello. on my drawing streams. Uh, that, <laughs> but but I don't schedule them. I just show up when I, whenever I want, and usually somebody does show up. <laughs> There is uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention, uh, like because we talked very passionately about the courtroom drama and just wanted to mention how the book ended. Uh, and the book ended where basically Ty revealed that the purpose of the new warriors were that she wanted powerful people in order to plug the well, the well, so she can absorb all of the remaining powers from the well and no one else could have them and she would be the most powerful person on earth. So the whole purpose of the new warriors apparently were to be Ty's minions and didn't she even mention I think? sacrifices. Yes. And she even mentioned, she's like, yeah, and it's even better if you guys would just go willingly. <laughs> like, so, to be fair, which Namorito's like, are you out of your damn mind? <laughs> I think you have a number between F and U. 
about how about no, creepy Cambodian bastard? It was so it was, but it was an interesting reveal because right now it looks like because in even though Ty tried to get Night Thrasher to bargain his troops, his soldiers away, he's like, you're gonna do what you want to do anyway. Like so, like no, but you may as well go ahead and tell the rest of the story. So I, I just wanted to at least bring a close to that part. So we have ended issue twenty four mm. with Vance seemingly looking like he's about to go to jail. Like he's gonna do some time, it mm. seems. Yep. And, but we don't we don't know yet. Uh, the final fate of Marvel Boy is revealed next issue. And the fate of the Warriors and Night Thrasher also next issue to where right now they're all bound up and looks like they're about to get th- thrown into this well mm-hmm. and going to be the focal point of Ty being able to take all the, all those powers. So one more thought, man, a what if, like, what if, like, you know, the new Warriors wound up stuck in a well? Because, like, I'm not spoiling anything, but we're going to assume that, like, out of the eight Warriors that are there or whatever, that, like, you know, at least most of them come back and, and they're okay since most of them are still around in the Marvel Universe today. Mm-hmm. Like, man, that would be a good what if. I, I will I will talk. I, if, if you remember, remind me about that next uh, issue episode so we can uh, discuss it. So All right. All right. I think... We have covered the book and, you know, because, you know, somebody had to talk about Spider-Man chapter one. We're not here to take sides, but it was totally you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We should just go ahead and get started on Ultimate Warrior and Warrior. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. So to remind our audience, the Ultimate Warrior is the person who acquitted themselves West, West in the professional podcaster, best in the book. Who, who's it got it going on? And uh, who then we talk about the ultimate warrior. Who are we most worried about? <laughs> we all know it's fans. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, yeah, ultimate warrior, a warrior. We all know it's Vance. I don't think we even have to talk, discuss that much anymore. Let's talk about warrior, though, Delvin. What do you think? I'm going with the attorney. (laughs) (laughs) The the prosecutor. Yes, I'm going with the prosecutor. Dreyfus, I think, was her name. Like, oh, my goodness. Bud, she tap danced all over Foggy freaking Nelson in this book. Like, made I mean, just ate his lunch. Like I said, it it was like to the degree where it's just like, if it's, and of course, I know this is, you know, for a storyline, but like, Look, at this point in the storyline, I think Vance is going to jail. Like, I think like, if you, I was in the jury, I'd say, yeah, <laughs> at this point, I'm convinced. I'm convinced, too. I mean, like, you had the man's lover say, nope, I, I don't think he had to kill his dad, had the man's mom say it, and then you had Thing come up and say, yeah, he can use his powers to protect people and shield people and not use them offensively. Every witness that he's had for him has been turned against him. Not good. Not, not good. Mm-mm. What about you? Who's the ultimate warrior to you? Um, the prosecutor. Yeah, but you know, I'll give it to Night Thrasher. You know, he went on this quest to find out the secrets, and he chose his friends over his secrets. And, and uh, you know, noble, and he kicked a lot of butt in the fight. And uh, I mean. Had he not, my opinion of him would have gone to about where I think Auburn Elvis's opinion of him is. But it was nice to see him. And he didn't really struggle with it. He was like, yeah, I wanted to find out 
all my secrets and my history, but no, I'm not fighting these people. In fact, I'm going to fight with them. Are you kidding me? And yeah, yeah I like that. That's a good moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you had uh, Scott say, if the ultimate warrior is the person who acquits himself best, then the ultimate warrior has to be foggy because he seemingly can't acquit a damn thing. <laughs> uh, yep, yep, yep. Legal term. <laughs> That that is that is true. Uh, Auburn Elvis chimes in. Ultimate Warrior is Auburn up by thirty on Missouri with eight minutes to go. <laughs> you know uh, this is not yeah you wishbone, but what kills me about our basketball team this year is we'll do that. We'll take a de- team that's decent. We'll beat them by thirty. Like can we just save some of those points to, for, for games against other teams where we lose by one or two? Yeah, but yeah, we we yeah, we, we want to take some of those points and we could take 10 of those points and throw them to the Bama game exactly. that just happened. That, look, look, I'm John Ringer <laughs> and, and I'm Van Allen Flexico. Oh man, uh, Scott, uh, without joking, says Ultimate Warriors Chris Marinan. You guys are right that he stepped into a really tough issue here and did a solid job. Here, 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 yeah. here, absolutely. Um, it, and I'm I'm very I'm I'm, re- I'm glad you mentioned that from the start, Jared, uh, and and that it was mentioned. Like, give Chris and Andrew Pepoy uh, their roses uh, for stepping in in a near impossible spot and delivering credible artwork uh, to the book. Like, you you can't you cannot get mad at someone on the book for saying, "Well, like, you're not as good as the, the founders." Oh, come on. I mean, well, you can, but then you, you start turning into that guy, right? And yeah. we're not that guy on the on, on this network. And I'm grateful for that. So, cool. Yeah, I'd say if uh, Bagley and Molstead are a 10, and they probably are, then these two guys, Chris and Andrew, Andrew uh, came in. And I'd say they laid down a solid 7, maybe even an 8. And, and when you do that to carry a book along, I, I ain't complaining. Yeah, agreed. And it's time to write the book. One to ten, that's how we do it. How would you rate, Jared? How would you rate New Warriors 24? The penultimate chapter to the Nothing But The Truth storyline. You know, not as wrapped up into the Dragon's Brett thing. I feel like that storyline's at about a six. I think the courtroom one is at about a nine. So let's split the difference. I'm not, I don't know what the math on that is. But I'll land at a 7.5. What about you, Delvin? The math would be a 7.5, but yep, verified. we don't allow that. Yeah, it is verified, yes. But <laughs> we do not do halvesies um, come out to play. Uh, you know what? I will. Kathy did it again. I will round up to the 8 because of A, a very strong cover, and B, a really strong uh, off-the-bench team for the art team that uh, didn't, you know, didn't miss a beat. So, yeah, I'll round it up to an eight. I'm with you. I give it an eight uh, without uh, the uh, need for halvesies in this uh, case because it did continue the storyline. And as a good penultimate chapter will should do, it should leave you like peering over the, the peak. Like, what's about to happen? I do not know. At this point, we don't know what's going to happen with the Warriors. They don't look like they're in a good spot. We do not know what's going to happen with Vance. It looks like Vance is going to be in jail, jail. And that's a that's about as street level as you can get is like landing someone in jail. So especially a superhero. And that's not something that you get to see very often uh, in the comic books. So 
that's a that's a very cool wrinkle uh, that Fabian and company came up with. Uh, so it's an eight, and that leaves us ready uh, and willing to go for uh, New Warriors 25 next month. Uh, real quick, uh, Courtney gave it a seven. Uh, says seven solid. No other hyper potato. Uh, that's Kurt. Says uh, eight because Firestar is hot. He came in saying Firestar is hot. Um, and I don't know whether he is punning or not, or whether he just thinks Angelica Jones is hot. It works either Never way. too sure with him. Yeah, it works either way. And Scott gives it an eight, says nothing huge happened storyline. Excuse me. Nothing huge happened story-wise, but there were a lot of good moments. Speedy's punch, rage, blood strike, glass forehead fight, and Nita throwing thrash, etc. Yep, there were a lot of cool moments, and uh, there are going to be some cool moments to come. But that will be next month. Already looking forward to March coming around the corner. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, that is the show. Please come back and join us for the next episode where we discuss New Warriors 25, where the nothing but the truth storyline reaches its end. But will anything ever be the same again for Night Thrasher and Marvel Boy? you like to hear more from us, Longbox Crusade, y'all. We everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Longbox Crusade. YouTube, as you're watching us now on the live stream, please like this uh, stream. Please subscribe to our network. Uh, we have both recorded and live content uh, that's uh, on the network for you. So like, you can pretty much view any of our uh, podcasts now. We are streaming them on uh, YouTube as well. If you just want to go there and listen, we'd love for you to do it. Please tell your friends. And uh, Patreon, $1 a month will get us... Uh, get you access to the Crusaders Club, all the access. Uh, and $1 a month isn't too much. And I think if we get up to 40, which we're close, we're like 37, 37. 38 or so, <laughs> uh, that uh, Jared and I will uh, watch the original Fantastic Four and produce that as content for the Patreon subscribers. Probably a few months down the road, we'd release it to everyone. Uh, to check out. Did we ever do that for the holiday special? If we didn't, sure. I, I know we did it for the patrons. I don't think it ever went public. I could be wrong. Somebody go to our YouTube page and let us know if the Star Wars holiday special Delvin and I watched it like live and, and mm -hmm. commented on it. Now, we don't want to break any copyright, so we're not showing it, but it's like we're basically, if you wanted to put it on the background, you'd kind of be synced up <laughs> with us discussing it. But yeah, we did that. When we hit 30 patrons, we we that's kind of our thing. Every time we hit an extra 10, we watch a bad movie or or what is considered bad. I'd be interested to see what happens with the Corman Fantastic Four. So uh, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, somebody let us know uh, on either Lombos Crusade or our separate uh, Twitter accounts uh, whether or not that holiday special is on our feed. If it's not, we should get it on there because uh, it was a fun time. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, Pat's movie? got everything on all that content on a timer. So if it's not, it's coming eventually. So okay. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Sweet. And you can also email us at contact at longbosscrusade.com. And we have a phone number where you can leave a voicemail about this live stream uh, or any other podcast that we produce. Uh, so... We have that too, 707-532-LBOX. Oh, my goodness. I pick remember that now. The the top <laughs> pick up the phone. I'll put the banner up. up for you. There you go. Good man. And while the banner's going across, please tell us, Jared, where you can be found out on social media. Certainly. I am at Yard Sale Artist. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is all at Yard Sale Artist. You can check out my artwares at www.theyardsaleartist.com. 
if you are catching this live or if you watch anytime before Heroes Con, I am running a special. You can get an original book page, music sheet page, you know, the art I do. Any original piece for $25 for pickup at Heroes Con. So if you're going to be there, take advantage of that low price deal and uh, I'll see you there. At least stop by and say hi, even if you're not buying anything. But I need the yeah, money. Absolutely. <laughs> And, and and he does need the money. I mean, if you see that mustache is just hanging on, it comes right literally. off. <laughs> it comes right off. <laughs> it's not real. I don't have money for fake okay. mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at DE underscore R A Y 1977. See y'all next month for a biggie. And please remember to be a hero to someone, even if it's just to yourself. Until next time, new warriors. Come out to play. Night, everybody. Night. No Jason Lady. You're not here, but I am. Bottles. <laughs> new warriors. Come out to play. music is provided by musical genius joe november check out his soundcloud at j-o-s-e-f-l-i-n-9-9 you won't regret it